Here we are on Christmas Eve, and I'm doing uh, a Christmas sermon. I need to include in this Christmas sermon is what I often give, a little uh, uh, Christmas disclaimer or an apology for what our church does, um, an apology, kind of a, a defense or a reasoning for what we're doing. Because as you come in today, we are... Um, and by the way, we have so many new members that are a part of the church who probably would really appreciate, oh, what, what, what is it you, the church thinks about Christmas? And um, my answer is a little bit of everything. The church is made up of many people. And as we think about what the Bible says about Christmas and the celebration of Christmas and when, when the Lord was born, the Bible talks about when Jesus was born, what a glorious occasion it was. And it doesn't tell us when he was born. A lot of people look and see clues here and there, maybe to indicate one time or another time, perhaps in the springtime, perhaps some think it was around this time of year, and I really don't know. I don't know when he was born. The Bible doesn't tell us. And I think in general, our answer to what do we do at Christmas time is, well, we do a lot of different things because a lot of people believe a lot of different things. Some people would look at this and say, well, the scripture doesn't talk about it, so we're not going to add it to the church. We don't add a celebration of Christmas, and a lot of churches do that. Um, we've had people who've come here before and just are like, you, you're... Don't celebrate Christmas, what's wrong with you? And, well, we, individual families may celebrate Christmas, some don't. We're not going to make it a, make it a test upon everybody. And we very simply come together and remember Jesus every Sunday. That's the main thing that we do. So there's a lot of different background about Christmas. And I just encourage you, as you study the scripture, as you should, don't let any one person tell you what to believe about Christmas or about the birth of Christ or what to celebrate or anything like that. But you search the scripture and you decide what it says and then worship accordingly. Praise God accordingly. Serve him in the way that you see he calls you to serve him. Um, I grew up in a family that celebrated Christmas. Our church didn't, but our family had Christmas it was very uh, non-religious. Uh, I think we had a manger scene in our house. Uh, we had a lot of Santa Claus stuff in our house, and we um, had a tree and all those traditional things, and family would get together. And I have a lot of good memories about Christmas, and so I want to give a Christmas sermon related to this time of year. Um, and I'm going to go through a list of things that just come to my mind about the good things about Christmas. And I'll ask you, what do you like about Christmas? Here's some things. I'm curious if, if on my list you have anything that you would agree with or not. Some good things about Christmas. And on the uh, bulletin, I've got a list of some things. The feelings of joy and peace. And isn't it interesting that as you go around this time of year, you see more people smiling. You go into a store, as long as you're not fighting over the same item and it's the last one, as long as that isn't the case, we tend to have a little more smile. You see more smiles on people's faces this time of year. People tend to uh, greet each other and, and they use uh, happy holidays or Merry Christmas. And there tends to be just this feeling of joy and peace that doesn't always occur at other times of year. I'm very thankful for that. 
I would say I think that amount of joy and peace is, uh, I don't know if maybe that Christmas spirit, as we say, is going downhill a little bit. But I love that feeling of joy and peace. I love families getting together. Here's part of the reason we have that joy is because our families come together, cousins come together and play. I remember my older cousins coming over for Christmas and uh, we would end up playing Risk in one of the front rooms that was off the, the, the side of the house. And I, here I was, a little kid, rolling the dice and, and taking armies and battling against my older cousins and sometimes even winning, you know, and it was fun. I loved being with family. It's people that we didn't get to see very often. I loved the families gathering together. Families being together is such a beautiful thing. We need to find every excuse. We love those holidays that roll around and families can get together. July the 4th, Thanksgiving. I think in this congregation in particular, I hear a lot of people who talk about Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. They just love being together and giving thanks. Just the joy of those times together. It's always good to be with family. The songs, kind of all these things fit together a little bit, and they're a little bit of overlap, but the, the joy and peace of the year. Christmas songs, I, you know, sometimes they start playing them on the radio a little bit too soon. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, wait a second, I'm going to get tired of them. But there's something beautiful about the wonderful songs at Christmas time. They're joyful, they're happy, there's always a positive message. And as the last point is going to be on my list is there's a focus on Christ. You hear people actually saying Jesus' name and not in a vain, cursing sort of way. What a nice thing Christmas brings to us with the songs. And then there's the giving and receiving of gifts. You flash back to your childhood, I hope you're like me, and there's some joy and some happiness as I think about those memories of receiving gifts. I think, uh, I think of the J.C. Penny catalog, or no, Sears catalog is what it was. There was such a thing as J.C. Penny catalog. It might have outlasted the Sears catalog, but the Sears catalog had that toy section. Got to go through and circle the toys I wanted. Anybody ever circled the toys? In a Sears catalog, a couple of you raising your hands. And there's other things. Now Amazon sends out something with a list of toys. We got that in the mail. They actually have check boxes, I think. It's, it's pretty classy little production. But those toys, I remember one of my favorite gifts as a child. I shared with you one of my favorite gifts as a uh, birthday present when I got Teddy, the teddy bear. That was a sermon once. Well, one of my favorite Christmas presents when... Uh, when I was a kid was, was something I had circled in that Sears catalog, and I almost remember it was, seems like it was around $25, and it was a Hot Wheels um, City. I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was a Hot Wheels City. You'd, you could fold it up and carry it like a suitcase, but when you unfolded it, you'd put the car at the top, and it would go all the way from the top to the bottom where the car wash was at, and had a garage, and a little, oh man, I Love that. I love my Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. 
that, uh, that Hot Wheels City was one of my favorites. And I thank Grandma Cat for that one. That was a good gift. Good memories from family get-togethers. What are the good things you like about Christmas? I hope you have good memories from when you were a kid or from when you were raising your kids. The giving and receiving of gifts is often a part of those good memories. The games that are played when families are together. Uh, perhaps you've been out caroling. Maybe you have other traditions that you do and you celebrate. Those good memories are the good things that we like to build at Christmas time. There's movies. Now, I do have to um, give credit to the reason I put the movies in here. Um, some of those animated short movies, I love the Heat Miser and the and uh, Freeze Miser in that uh, the animated one for um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I think that one was. I love <laughs> I love that one. Still love that to watch that. And Elf. Anybody like to watch Elf with Will Ferrell? I think is that actor. Elf is so funny. It makes me laugh. Good movies. Then there's the lights and decorations. It's nice to go out and just see the lights. So many things about Christmas that are good, that evoke good feelings and joy. Um, a break from school or, or work, that's always a nice thing, isn't it? Um, I put a, This one is a new one for me. Probably in recent years, in my adult years, I've appreciated having some eggnog. I love the flavor of that rich Thick, sweet, creamy with uh, the different vanilla flavors and um, a little bit of, um, what is it you put on, well, a little, whatever, they make them all different. I like eggnog, it's good, it's fun to try new eggnogs. Cookies, big meal when the family's together, favorite foods, favorite desserts, so much fun. And then just this idea that there is a focus on the Savior. It's a neat thing to see the world actually be able to say the name of Jesus and give some honor to Jesus, recognize Jesus, that he actually did live. He was born in that humble, in the humble means that he was born in and was raised. And by recognizing his birth, they also recognize the truth of his death. So many good things about Christmas. So I've read my list, talked about it a little bit. I'm curious, how many of you would have something that you see on that list and you would say, yes, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I like this, I like that. Or you got something? Anybody want raise your hand? I'm curious. You got something on the list that you agree with? Something on the list you like about Christmas? Finally, hesitant. Yeah, we don't like to raise hands here, do we? <laughs> you got something on the list or not? Raise your hand. You got something there? The hands go up. Some wonderful things. Now, do I dare ask how many of you have this question put before you? What are the good things you like about Christmas? And you say, no, not, I'm not agreeing with this list. Would you dare raise your hand? It's, it's okay. Some of us don't like Christmas. Some of us, my next point, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, my next point, and I'm jumping to my farther point. Forgive me, please. Ignore my, my jump here. I want to make the point that these good things that we point out about Christmas are things that are fulfilled in Jesus and his church. 
good feelings, good memories, good all of this good stuff. And even from even some of the smaller things, Jesus doesn't provide us with eggnog, but he gives us better things, better spiritual things, right? I want you to think about this time of year and the joy and the peace and the happiness and the smiles and the togetherness that we have. These are things, these good things are things that are provided by Jesus and his church, and he provides them actually in a better way, a more sure way. Jesus is the one who gives us joy and peace. Jesus gives joy and peace. If you're counting on Christmas or any other holiday to be the thing that gives you joy and peace, then all the rest of the year you're just waiting and hoping for that time to get here, right? But Jesus is the one who is always there for us. Jesus gives us joy and peace. Go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. In verses, uh, verse 12 and 13 is where we're going to read. And here's a, a little bit of a hint of the root of Jesse, a little bit of there's one to come. There is a child that's going to be born to us. His, it comes from Isaiah. Here's another passage from Isaiah. It says, and again, Isaiah says, there shall come the root of Jesse, and he who arises to rule over the Gentiles in him shall the Gentiles hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This joy and hope, this peace that we have, it comes from God because he sent his son. That passage is referring to Jesus, the one who would arise, the root of Jesse. Jesus gives us peace. Jesus gives us joy. Now, how does your comparison go when I'm talking about the holidays, Christmas time, getting gifts and all of the food and songs and stuff? Does that, does that stir some emotion into you and that you have some joy? It makes you want to smile. It makes me want to smile. But when I talk about Jesus and that in Jesus, God fills us with hope and peace. Does that make you want to smile? He's the one who gives you joy and peace more than because it's interesting there's all kinds of people can celebrate Christmas time. People who don't believe in Jesus, people who don't go to church throughout the rest of the year, they can find some joy and peace in Christmas time. But they're left without that the rest of the year. With us, we find joy and peace in Christ from moment to moment, from day to day. He's always there for us. And notice those words, may the God of hope fill you. He fills us with joy and peace. It's not fleeting. Christmas time comes, Christmas time goes, and we can talk about, oh, it's a magical time of year and it's so wonderful. Jesus is the great one. Jesus is the one that allows us to be filled with peace and joy. Do you trust in Jesus? Do you believe in Him? Do you let the power of the Spirit within you help you to abound in hope? Jesus is greater 
than Christmas time. Uh, maybe I should word that a little. I think you get the point. Number two, the church family has a sense of awe and gathers together often. My memories that stir within me, so many of them are surrounded by the hope and joy, the peace that I have, the fun times, the memories are built around being together with family. You could have given me all the presents and I might have liked them, but if they were separated from being with family and receiving them from family, they would have been much, uh, much more meaningless. They wouldn't have mattered as much. Family is so much, and with Christ, we have a church family. Jerry came to me and said, um, Eric, your title is a Christmas sermon. He and I had talked about the sermon a little bit, and he was like, are you sure you got the right scripture reading? And it was from Acts chapter 2, verses 43 and following. So turn there, and you get a picture of a church, a family, a people of God that is together and loves being together, who is filled with, they're filled with wonder and joy of being together. It's kind of, if I may use, the, magic is not a biblical thing. Maybe you can uh, argue about that in some way or another about magic. But the idea of Christmas is magical, you know. You read this passage and it's like the church is that kind of magical the church is the wonderful place where people come together and we have joy together and we are sharing things and exchanging things and loving each other and being together and eating together. 43 through um, 47. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking a place among the apostles. <clears throat> and all those who had believed were together. And had all things in common. That's a family. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. That's family. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. You hear that? Taking meals together with gladness. That's family. Sincerity of heart. Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. When you think of church, when you think of our family coming together, does it compare with the joy that you think about when you think about getting together with your family at Christmas time? Or on the 4th of July or whatever day it is that you get together at family reunion in the summer? It's such a great occasion. We have this opportunity every Sunday. This is what we are supposed to be is this sense of family, of joy, being together, loving one another, caring about one another, putting others first. That's who we are in Christ. It's a beautiful thing. Jay's the one who usually reminds us of that family, that being together and how important it is. Jay's not with us today. 
And there was a little bit of something missing. When you came in the door, wasn't there? Did you notice Jay wasn't here? We should all be a little bit more like Jay. We should all be encouraging one another and reaching out to one another and smiling with one another and caring for one another, giving each other a hug because we're family. We're this family that's spoken about here in Acts chapter 2. Let's, let's not let the church of God be outdone by some holiday that pagans can celebrate. Non-believers can celebrate Christmas and talk about how great it is. Let's not be outdone. The church needs to be the church needs to be a family and have this sense of all when we come together. And that's what I really want to think, want us to think about today. Is are we being everything we need to be as Christ's church, as his family? We should be filled with joy when we come together. That's who we need to be. When we praise God, verse 47 mentions praising God and having favor with all the people. The church praises God. We sing. Maybe we're not a huge group. Maybe it's not the best singing in the world. But if you like singing Christmas songs, in the church, love singing these songs. Shout them out. Be like Buddy the Elf for... Uh, he, said, he says the, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing out loud for all to hear. Some, I always mess up that line, but I like it. It's from a movie, sorry, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> sing out loud. Be filled with joy. Not every song is, is a joyous song, but they're all filled with meaning. Sing them out with praise to God. Mean every word that you say, and if there's some words in there you can't say because they don't, you don't think they match up with Scripture, then don't sing them. But if they match and they fit, they're theologically correct, sing them out to God. Let us sing praises to one, one another. James 5.13 says, if anyone, Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing. We're here together today. Are you happy to be together? It's uh, Christmas Eve. Would you rather be somewhere else? If this were Christmas Day, would you be like, oh, why do I have to be here? <laughs> yeah. Let's be filled with joy to be together, church. Let us sing with joy to God. Uh, next, well, next point, it says the church uses gifts from God to bless others. So we've mentioned this verse recently, so I wanted to go back to it. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Romans 12, 9 through 13. I, I didn't read this. I read the verses right before it that mentions these gifts that God gives to us. And then this next passage is like we should use these gifts. If you're an encourager, if you're a giver, whatever it is that you do, if you're, a, if you're a teacher, if you're a pastor, you know, use these gifts to show love and devotion to others. Verse 9 says, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. So much of this is just 
doing good to each other, loving each other, putting others first. Church, use your gifts to bless others. That's how we give back and forth with one another. We don't necessarily come with presents and say, here's yours, and we swap gifts. All right, let's open them on three, you know. But no, we're loving each other and serving each other all the time. Let us do that well. Let us use our gifts. Let's make the church great and better and as good as it needs to be. The church creates memories. Uh, I'll go to 1 Thessalonians for this passage. And I think Paul often used language like this because he'd often recount the times. I remember being with you guys. I thank God for you all because I've heard about you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Um, wrong book. 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in, in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus in the presence of our God and Father. This church was so focused on Jesus that it, Paul, when he thinks of them and he's reminded of them, he has good memories of them. He knows what they're doing. And they're filled with joy. Let's make good memories at church. When we are here together, when we call each other, when we send cards, you have opportunities all of the time to create good memories in somebody else. Are we doing that? Can you do it better? And of course, the church always focuses on Jesus, the Savior. When I think of our focus on Jesus, I in particular come to the moment when we gather around the table. And that is, all, it always needs to be the focus. And if my message doesn't somehow to support the message that Christ gives, that He died on the cross because He loves you so much, and He took the punishment that you and I deserve, and he was willing to do that himself, though he was perfect. If I somehow don't point to that, and my message doesn't support that, then I've failed. The church always focuses on Jesus. And this is maybe a little bit different sort of a verse to this, but in Acts chapter 20, verse number 7, it says, on the first day of the week, you won't always get that phrase in the scriptures a lot, but it's very specific here on the first day of the week. When we gathered together to break bread. You see the connection. When we gathered together on the first day of the week to break bread. That's the equivalent. That's the same thing as saying when we gathered together on the first day of the week to remember Jesus. To remember what he's done for us. This is our focus. This is why we come together. It's Jesus. Folks, do we remember Jesus? Are we always focused on Jesus? Christmas time comes once a year. And I am so thankful that the name of Jesus is on display in the public. I'm so glad that people talk about him. I think it's an opportunity for us to talk to our neighbors and our friends, talk to strangers about Jesus. And Jesus is the only one that matters. But folks, we remember Jesus not just once a year. We remember him on the first day of the week every year. 
And this is why we gather. We are a family that comes together. We gather every Sunday. The feeling that if, if, if what I talk to you about the good things about Christmas, if that evokes good feelings in you, then I want that good feeling that you might have at Christmas. I want that every Sunday when we come together as a church. It needs to be here. If that feeling is not here for you when we gather in the name of Jesus to remember him and what he's done for us, then something's missing. You need to change something of what you believe or change your attitude, change what you think. Change uh, the number of hugs you give to other people. I don't know. Change your, who it is that you follow and you mimic. We need to be like Christ and loving each other, focusing on Jesus, remembering Him above all. So, all of that, and I will acknowledge that sometimes, now I can get to the point that I started to make prematurely, but perhaps some don't even understand this sermon. You don't have that, oh, Christmas time is such a wonderful time of the year. Maybe there are some who are like that. Maybe you don't like Christmas for whatever reasons. There are a lot of reasons for not liking Christmas. You might have bad memories of this time of year. It might be connected with loved ones who are lost or who are gone. It might be that you remember being, the, 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 you love that sense of family, but now you're alone. Uh, you might have this, this idea that, uh, that, well, Scripture doesn't talk about it, and so I don't practice this holiday. So you might even just have a theological difference that you, no, we don't, I don't have this good feeling about Christmas because I don't practice I don't practice. I don't do this. It came from a pagan pagan religion. I'm not going to put a tree in my house because of what the pagans did thousands of years ago or whatever. Okay, I, I get all that. Some of us might not have good memories about Christmas. But that still helps make my point a little better. But we still have Jesus and his church. We still should have this wonderful sense, this feeling, this, this sense when we come together. I know it's not magic, it's a blessing of God. But just to compare it to that language of the magic of Christmas, we have magic when we're together. It's just a wonderful feeling. We are in awe of what God has done for us. We're in awe of the love that we share with one another. We are a family who loves to be together, who enjoys being together. You still have Jesus in his church. Even if you have bad memories from when you were a kid, now there's the opportunity to come to Christ and his church. Church isn't perfect. Where we've been studying was, is 1 Corinthians, and that church in Corinth was a mess. So maybe we're not perfect. Maybe we don't do the family thing. Maybe we don't give enough hugs. Maybe I've said something to offend you, and probably the, um, to say maybe is probably the wrong word. I probably have done something dumb to offend everybody here at some point in time. None of us are perfect. And the church isn't perfect. And maybe you've got memories of something bad that happened in a church long ago, separate from the people that are here, but you still struggle with that. I, there's all kinds of things that get in the way of people 
loving the church, just like there are all kinds of ways that people might say, I don't like the holidays. It's just stressful. I hate it and this, that, and the other thing. Some people feel that way about the church. But with Jesus, it's not supposed to be that way. And in our congregation, we are not going to let it be that way. We're going to love one another. We are going to serve one another and care for one another. We are going to strive to be the church that's described above, that's filled with this sense of joy and peace. And when we get together, that we just love to be together. We have fond memories of each other. We bring a smile to each other's face when we've been through a terrible week and we didn't even want to come here today. As soon as we walk in, we're like, I'm glad I'm here. When we've been gone for a long time because things have been hard and tough, we come in and we're like, I'm so glad to be back. Let us be that church. Let's be the church that we're so good together and we love each other like Christ wants us to, that that when Christmas rolls around, we're like, man, Christmas is almost as good as going to church, you know? My sermon, I'm comparing, I'm trying to say, let's get, let's get the church up on par with being as good as Christmas time. It's so great. Let's get it the way it's supposed to be. Let's say other holidays and families together, gatherings, they're almost as good as when we get together every Sunday for church. Jesus is our joy and peace in Him. We're never alone. Someday, He is going to deliver us from this place and take us to the great and wonderful home in heaven where we can be with Him and our Father forever. The eternal day that will outshine the greatest day that you ever had in this life. Join us. Be a part of the church so you can be a part of that wonderful day. If there's anybody here today that you want to be a part of Christ's family, you want to experience joy and peace as part of a family that loves and cares about each other, we invite you to, to give your life to Jesus. Be immersed into Him and you'll be a part of our family. You're in. You'll be, a, you'll be one with us. You'll be participating with us in this Lord's Supper in a very meaningful way so that you can have the joy of Christ in your life. If you need to give your life to Jesus today, He's great. He's better than Christmas. He's everything. If you need Christ today, won't you please come as we stand together and sing.